I'm going to read a scripture, and uh, I'm going to tonight. I'm I'm going to take some time, and I I want to I want to really just focus on two things tonight. But um, I, I actually want to I want to read Hebrews chapter four, um, verse twelve. And if you have your Bibles, you can go there. This might be a common scripture that many of you know. And uh, I'm going to be in Matthew uh, chapter seven as well tonight. And um, so those are two places that. Uh, I'm going to bounce around a little bit. I have some other scriptures that I want to give you, but I, I want to take the time and I want, to, I want to kind of get into a little bit of a teaching tonight to show you some things in the Word of God that are, that, that are very powerful. And even in, even in just saying that, I feel like sometimes we, we don't grasp or understand maybe how powerful this Word is. You know, everybody hold their Bibles up. Hold, your, hold whatever you're using tonight. Everybody, everybody say this. Say, this Word, this Bible will profit me in all things, all things. Amen. And I, you know, and it's like, you know what, you know what, as, as a Christian, you know what I believe? I believe that's true. Amen. I believe that God has given us his word so that we could profit in all things. So if you have your Bibles, Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, and it says, for the word of God is living and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Father, tonight, I pray. I pray, God, that let us, let us catch a glimpse of how important the Word of God is. And, Lord, let us, med- let us leave, leave here tonight to be able to meditate, to think about the things that the Word says, that, Lord, that we can begin to see the Word of God as complete truth, that, Lord, that, that, that Your Word will not come back void, and Your Word will speak to the church in this hour. Father, I pray, open our minds, open our ears, open our hearts to receive everything that you have for us in your word. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' name, amen. And now let's uh, go, go ahead and take your Bibles and let's go to Matthew chapter 7. I want you to flip over there real quick. You running off? You look like you was getting ready to run off, so praise God. Matthew chapter 7. Like I said, I'm going to take my time a little bit tonight. And I want to show you some things in the word that I think is very important. You know, Hebrew, Hebrews chapter 4, you know, the Word of God is living and it's powerful. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, as a believer, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, when I got saved, I didn't know a lot, a lot of what was in the Word of God. I, I, you know, you, you maybe have heard the, you know, certain things or you would go and you would hear preaching and you would hear somebody say something out of the Word of God and you're like, is that in the Bible? I, I don't know if anybody ever experienced that, that was really in the Bible. I remember one time we were in Kanai in Hawaii in the little church. I, you know, I guess we've got a lot of Hawaii stores sometimes. But I remember one time we were taking up the, the tithe and offering. And I, re, I remember <laughs> there was a young, it wasn't a young man. He was probably in his 30s. He was sitting on the second row or first row there. And, you know, we were taking up the tithe and offering. And, and you know, and I remember saying a thing that it was to, to test God in your giving. And, you know, out of the clear blue, he said, it says that in the Bible. You know, it wasn't like he, there, he was kind of raw, right? You know, he, he, he just spoke out, you know, whatever. You know, sometimes people just will speak out in church, whatever's on their mind. So he, he, that's in the Word of God. I'm like, and I'm preaching, right? I'm, I'm up here preaching. I, yeah, that's in the Word of God. Well, where's that at? And I said, well, can, can you wait, and I'll show you later in the Word of God where that's at, and we'll get into that so I can go back over here and preach and finish the Word and finish my message. You know, so, you know, every once in a while we would get interrupted in services in, in Hawaii. And, um, 
It was uh, sometimes funny, sometimes not always so funny. But you learn. You learn through that whole process. Amen? That, that's a whole other sermon for another day. But let's go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Because I, I, I think even tonight, what I, what I want to get and what I want to build in you is the foundation for the Word of God. Because one of the things as a believer and as a Christian, one of the things that you need to value is the Word of God. You, you need to grab a hold of and you need to value the written Word of God. Because I'm telling you, that, that's, you know, as a believer, as a Christian, one of the things that you, you begin to get in your mind is like that, you know, the things that I need to flow in and out of my life, the, the, the questions that I need answered, most often I can find in the Word of God. Because, see, the, the Word of God is what? It's powerful and it's living. It's quick. And, and that's one of the things is that the Word of God can, I mean, it, it pierces even the, even the soul and spirit. So it divides. So it can come in and it can give you an answer where there are no other answers. Have you ever looked for an answer in something and you couldn't, you couldn't find it, but you found it in the Word of God where you opened it up and then, boom, there's a Scripture. There's something that spoke something to i never seen that before. I, you know, I, I had that happen today. I, as I was meditating and thinking about the Word, I read something. I was like, I've read that before. I, I've read that before. But, it, it, you know, sometimes the Word will take on a whole new meaning. You know, sometimes the Word will take on a, a, a meaning for right where you're at in that situation or circumstance. But I want to encourage you. And if you're watching online, I want to encourage you. Have develop a time, develop a, a relationship with your word. Because if you'll do that, you're developing time with God. Because this, the, the, the word of God is the living word of God. Amen. It's been given to us as Christians, as born again believers, to grab a hold of the things that are in here. And uh, once we do that, once we begin to figure that out, man, that, that's, where, that's where things begin to change in our lives. Amen. That's my intro. I've got to move into Matthew chapter 7. And let's, um, let's drop down to verse 24. Let's start there. Are you with me? Amen. Praise God. It says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these things, sayings of mine, and does not do them, he will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. And that's Matthew, Matthew 7, 24. Now I want, I want you to just, I want, I'm going to read some other scriptures because, let's go to Joshua chapter 1, 8. Let's, let's, let's look at this real quick. Because I want you to understand how important the Word of God is. Because here are the words of Jesus. It, it, now, it, who has a red-letter Bible? Okay, you, you, people raising your hand. Now, is, is that red in your Bible? So Jesus is actually saying this. He's giving us an example of how important the, words of the, 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 the Word of God is. Joshua chapter 1.8. It says, The book... This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For 
and just love the word of God for what it says. Because, you know, get this in your spirit. It says, for then you will make, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Amen. So, you know, it's important. Jesus is saying right here, he's saying, you know, the, the word of God, build your foundation, build your house, build, build, you know, it, it's, it's not like you're building a theology or you're building a doctrine. You're building your personal relationship with Jesus Christ upon what the word of God says. You know, oftentimes, you know, people, when they get saved, you know, I, I, you know, I made this mistake when I first started into church. And, you know, I got saved, but I, I never knew the importance of the word. I, ne- I never grabbed a hold of, you know, I, I, I got saved and, you know, and I, you know, I, I got the be ye a doer of my word. I, I got because there were character things that were changing in my life that, that God was helping me because I had an encounter. You, and see, you know, I, I had a real encounter with God. So God was beginning to change things in my life. And I'm going to talk about fruit tonight because it's important that we as believers, every one of us, bear fruit. But the one thing that I wasn't getting and I wasn't having enough of was the Word of God. Because, see, that, that's the thing. That's the mind thing is that a renewed mind. I, I, I begin to realize that as I begin to read the Word of God, I could actually have a renewed mind. My mind could be renewed. My mind didn't have to think or wonder clear over here or over here that I could bring my, you know, you know and I said this a week or two ago, you know that you can bring your mind into subjection? You know that you can tell your mind to stop by your spirit? That you can act, no, I'm not thinking this way. And, you know, some people, well, I don't, you can't control your, you know. But see, that's what the world says. The world, world you can't control your mind. You, you know, it's like, it's like a guy, right? You, you, know, you know, I remember having a friend one time, and he said, well, you know, he's a pretty girl. You know, you got to look. No, you don't have to look. You can make up your mind already in advance by what the Word of God says, what, what it actually says, you, you can make up your mind right from the... No, I'm not doing this. Because this is what the Word of God says. Well, it's okay to look, isn't it? You know, people ask that question. Hey, Pastor, it's okay to look at a pretty girl as long as you don't lust in your heart. I'm telling you, because if you've already prepared that thought in your mind that it's okay to look, you, you can easily move to a place where you cross over and, and, and then, boom, there's a, there's a piece of lust in your heart. So it's like, you know, it, so you have to begin to develop what the Word of God says and look at even see what Jesus said about that. You know, Jesus was very clear. Don't, don't, don't allow lust. Don't look at a girl with lust. Don't, don't do that. So Jesus was very clear in his words and his writings. You know, it, you know Jesus was so, uh, everybody thinks, well, Jesus, you know, we got to love Jesus. Well, Jesus said, you know, if an eye causes you to sin, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to pluck it out. So Jesus was very serious about this thing because he didn't want people's, uh, their, their soul to burn in heaven. If your hand causes you to steal, what? Cut it off. Amen? Cut it off. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. What's that? Burn in hell. Yeah, I'm, I missed that. So praise God. Thank you, Pastor Miranda. Burn in hell. That's the... <laughs> praise God. So, you know, these were the, these were the things that Jesus was saying. The book of the law shall not depart from, from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. So when we begin to see it, we begin to establish it, a, a pattern in our life that I'm going to do, I'm going to develop a relationship with the Word of God. 
You know, people say, well, I, you know, you hear people say, well, you know, I just want to know God more. I want to know God. I just I feel like I don't know God well enough. And, you know, it, it, you know, and I realize now some years later, you know, the question that I would have for anybody, how much time are you spending with the word? How much time are you spending in prayer? Well, you know, I, I don't have to pray, do I? You want to hear from God? It's a good prerequisite to hearing from God is, is prayer. Is actually having a time devoted to God where, where you can communicate with God. You know, Pastor Moran and I were talking the other day about this. And it's like, you know, sometimes we can, we can, we can spend a lot of time in prayer and, and it's great. Sometimes we need to spend equally amount of time just listening and hearing from God. To, to just, you know, we, we even talked about, you know, even Thursday morning, maybe tomorrow. You know, well, probably we'll, we will do it tomorrow. Is, you know, taking a half hour and just, you know, being quiet, being still. Sometimes you can get to a place where you're praying, you don't even know what you're praying for. Amen? Hallelujah. You, you can just, well, you know, you just be praying the Holy Ghost and, and you know, and you walk out and, and you know, and it's like you, 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 you've missed the opportunity to hear something. Sometimes we need to be still, as the Bible says. Stop and be still so we can hear from the things of God. Prayer is important. Praying in the Holy Ghost is very important. But it's also important that we equally set, set time aside to hear from God. Amen? I, I need to hear from God. I, I, I don't know anybody else. I, yeah, amen. People, we all need to hear from God. Amen. You know, Jesus, and, and just even to think about this, we know that Jesus, in uh, Matthew 4, uh, you know, Jesus was, he was tempted by the enemy. And you know what Jesus did? He defeated the enemy. He, you know, th and it was very simple. And he said, and he answered, and he said, It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, you know, easily when he was under attack at probably the most vulnerable time in his life, at the end of a 40-day fast, felt, feels like eating, the enemy comes to, to tempt him. You know, the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way, just like, just like us. And, you know, what Jesus did was he used the word of God to defeat the enemy. And even, in, even as you drop down in Matthew 4, 7, you know, G when the enemy come back to tempt him again, Jesus said this, it's written again. It's written again. That, see, this is what Jesus is doing. He's reminding the enemy of what's in the word of God. It's written again. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. So it's like, you know, if Jesus used the word of God and he, he was built up in faith with the word of God, guess what? We as believers should, should see that as an example, as, as a time for, for the word of God to, 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 to be allowed to get in us, to, to penetrate us. Amen? You know, I, I love listening to podcasts. I listen to a few today. But, you know, even, even as I was preparing the message, I stopped to listen and I stopped to meditate on the things of God today. And I begin to think about my own life and I begin to think about things that, you know, that I could improve on. Things that I could grab a hold of in the Word of God, and I begin to just make mental notes, and I'm, you know, I could do this, and I could do that, and it's like, you know, setting those personal goals so that, so that, so the Word of God would be alive and active in my life. Amen. I, I do that. I evaluate. Am, am I getting this done? Am I getting, getting a, enough time? You know, I spent a lot of time today studying, and I'm thankful for that time. Praise God. You know, so we understand that Jesus defeated the enemy with the word of God. But, you know, one of the things, even clearly, that one of the things that we, we said, we, even at the very beginning of the year, one of the things we had was, uh, you know, in James, James uh, chapter 122. And I, and I love this scripture because this is, uh, let me just, if you guys have your Bibles, go to James chapter 1. Go to James chapter 1. Because it's important that you understand that you, that you get the word of God. 
You have the Word of God. You, you allow the Word of God to, to settle in on your mind. You dedicate time to read the Word. You know, and I'm going to talk about this tonight because I, I want you to understand there is fruit from your life when you're reading the Word of God and you're acting upon the Word of God. There is actual tangible fruit from your life. James chapter 122. I'm going to read through verse 25. It says, Finally, but be doers of the word, not, only, not hearers only, deceiving yourself, for anyone is a hearer of the word and does not, is not a doer. He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. So how important is it to be and do what the Word of God actually says? You know, before I was saved, I remember reading the Word of God. It, did, it didn't benefit me. You say, huh? I, I believe that it, there were some things that it was showing me, but it didn't benefit me because my mind, my mind didn't quite understand everything. And it, real quick, if you have your Bibles, I want to show you this because this is what the Word of God says. Go to, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Because, see, the Word of God didn't profit me. It didn't, it didn't benefit me because I, wasn't, I, I, I didn't have a born-again lifestyle. I wasn't born again. I wasn't, I, I wasn't a Christian. So the Word of God didn't benefit me. <clears throat> and if you haven't turned there, you can just listen to me. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 13. I'm going to start there. It says, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches us, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritually judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For he, for, I'm sorry, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So if you're, you know, if you're not saved, you're not born again, you, you don't have maybe a clear revelation of even what the Word of God says. I could, you know, somebody could tune into this tonight, and, you know, I could be talking about the Word of God. And it's the Holy Spirit that would draw them to Christ. It's not, you know, it's the preaching of the Word, the Word of God. See, faith comes by hearing, so that's how faith is built up. It's by hearing the Word of God. You know, somebody can be quickened to hear the Word of God, not know everything that's in the Bible. It's like once you get saved, it's not like you know everything about the Word of God. Amen. It's like you you develop, you begin to develop a time and, and develop your relationship with Jesus. But as the preaching of the word goes out, people begin to feel it. The Holy Spirit begins to move upon them. They begin to feel something. That's what draws man to salvation. That's what brings them to a place of repentance. It's the preaching of the word of God. You know, and I'm not saying someone can't read the Word of God and get saved. I, I believe they can. They can. You know, the Bible says this, that if anybody calls upon the name of the Lord, they can be saved. But, you know, the, the next thing that I want to get into, it's one thing. It's one thing to really develop yourself in the Word of God. But the next thing is even what it says in James. Be ye a doer of my word. I believe it's important that every Christian and every believer understand that once you get saved, it's not like your, your, your life should look the same. 
If your life is, is continually looking the same from the date of your salvation, you got saved in 1972, and in 2020, you haven't moved from the pew. You, 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 nothing, nothing has, you know, nothing really has changed, uh, you know, in your life other than, you know, just the fact that maybe you go to church. God wants you to be a doer of the Word of God. Amen? Going to church is one aspect of being a doer. You know, people, you know, people say, well, you know, I, said, I don't know if I should go to church. You know, it, you know, it's like what Pastor Moran was covering the other day, even, even around the Sabbath. You know, honor the Sabbath. That's what God says. You know, people want to argue that, well, you know, Sabbath's on Saturday, you know. So, you know, honor the God. Honor God on, 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 on a Sabbath day. If it's, if it's Saturday, if you, if you, honor God. See, that's what, that's what the Bible says. It wasn't even when Pastor Miranda preached that sermon. It wasn't what Pastor Miranda said. It wasn't like, well, this is what we think you should do. No, this is what the Word of God says you should do. So it's important that we understand what the Word of God says. But you must be a doer of the Word. Amen? You must activate faith in your life to be a doer of the Word. Praise God. I want to say this because, you know, one of the things that as, as a believer, I, I want you to hear this. Be encouraged to read the Word of God. You know, and, and I want to, you know, the next thing I want to tell you is expect things to change as you're reading the Word of God. You know, maybe it's sometimes that you have to, you know, you, you know even before you read the Word of God, you know, you ask God, talk to God, God, reveal things to me. Show me the things that, that, that might be a mystery in the Word of God. Show me what, you know, I, I read something sometimes, I, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand everything I read. Sometimes I've got to read things over again. I don't know if anybody else is like that in here, but I do. I, sometimes I have to read something, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. And then sometimes I'll read commentary, and I'm, I'm, then I'll get really confused. I'll read commentary, I'll be like, well, I don't know. Matthew Henry, you know, whatever. I, I, you know, I sometimes I don't always understand the commentary or the or the or maybe the meat of of what something's saying. But you know, the Holy Spirit is a teacher. You can ask God to have Him show you something in the Word of God. I mean, I've watched people. You know, what's fun about God is watching someone live out a scripture. And they don't even know it's in the, they got saved, they don't even know it's in the Bible, but the Holy Spirit began to write it on their heart to make that change in their life. And then they get revelation, that's in the Word of God. Well, I felt like I was supposed to start doing that. I, f I felt like that's something that I would, I didn't used to do that, but God, God moved me to an area and he changed my heart in this area. You see how God, isn't God amazing? You know, I remember one time in, in, in uh, I had a lady come to me and uh, was her kid and, um, you know, and it, it, was, it, was a, it was a sad situation. And she looked at me and she said, you know, I told my kid, and I told my kids, and I told my family, don't open that book. Don't open that book. And this was somebody that was living in sin, and, and their life, you know, is, could have, you know, could, could, could lead them to a final judgment of hell. Don't read that book. That's a dangerous book. I, I've told my whole family, don't read that word. That's a dangerous book. You know, and, and this is, you know, this was somebody that was in the world, but understood that there was a real power in this word. Amen. And that, that's, that's alarming. That's alarming. And, um, we, and we've prayed. Many, many of the family members were actually saved. 
And we're thankful for that. We're thankful for that. The third thing, even out of that, you know, and I, one of the things I, I guess I just said, you know, you need to be encouraged to read the word of God. You, you need to be encouraged to take action on the word. Be a doer of the word of God. You know, people can help you. And it's like one of the purposes, and, you know, uh, I was talking to a pastor friend the other day, and one of the things that, you know, we were talking about was, you know, people that, you know, maybe recently got saved. And that, you know, because of everything that hit, they, uh, they, they don't know whether they should be in church or not in church. And, you know, and one of his concerns and even one of my concerns is that people, you know, people when things get real rough, you know, they, they can fall away from things. They, they can just, they can, they can quit associate, uh, associating with anybody. They can, they can be in a place where they're just isolating themselves. And, and, and they, you know, and, you know, I talked to a guy the other day. You know, he just he was said, you know, he said, man, I feel suicidal. I feel this. I feel that. I, I feel depressed. I feel anxiety. You know, and I, and I think one of the things that, you know, that, you know, I, I, you know we want and we want people to, to understand is that there's a real Jesus that can help you with these things. The, the word of God can help you with these things. I was on the phone with Caroline yesterday from uh, Maui for 35 minutes. And, you know, she was just sharing with me everything that was going on in Hawaii and how, how difficult it had been to have church and how, how grateful and proud she was of Dr. Morocco and everything that the church was doing. And, and she said, you know, we're, just, we're seeing miracles. We're seeing things happen that, that we've never, you know, people that have been out of church for 10 or 15, 20 years are coming back. The guy that cleans the carpets in the church, he, he called her up the other day on the phone, and he, he actually has never been to church there, but he cleans the carpets. And he went through the food line at the, at the church, and he got food, and he called, he called to leave a message for Dr. Morocco and said, I'm going to clean the carpets of the church for free. I want to thank, you know, that food blessed me. It blessed my family. But it's like, you know, it, it, it's, the, it's the, the living word of God. It's, it's activating things in faith. Once you begin to read it, you begin to do it. Amen? And that's, that's one of the things about the church. You do what the Word of God says. You do what the Word of God says. So we have to learn how to take action on the Word, and that's exactly what that is. That's taking action on the Word. It's not just, uh, it's, you, know, you know, I think even just the, the number of people that have been in over the last four or five weeks, you know, if we weren't available for them, they would have not got saved. We would have not been able to, to pray with people. You know, we would have not been able to be a blessing to them, got food to them, or, or done things like that to, to help or made contacts with people. And so it, it's important that we understand that we are doers of the Word of God. You know, it, you know holding fast to the promises of God is what every believer has to do. You know, and as I said earlier, you know, understand, Jesus, He was tempted just like us in every way. And it says that in Hebrews. That Jesus was tempted just like us. He was a man. He was tempted like us in every way. But he did not sin. He did not sin. You know, I want to, I want to move into this because I, I, I felt like as we're talking about the word of God, you know, one of the things, and I love this, and I love this verse because it's in 1 Samuel 16. It says, God looks at the heart, but the Lord, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at the appearance or at a physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance. 
As I was thinking about meditating upon e e even just the, the word of God today, I realized that God, God looks at my heart. God, you know, he, he, knows, he knows the thoughts. He knows the intentions. He, he, knows, he knows the real me. And as I thought about this, I began to meditate upon this. I, I began to think about this because, man, that's serious. It's serious that God, that God looks at my heart. He knows my heart. He knows, he knows my intentions. And, you know, and as I thought about that, I began to think and meditate upon the Word of God. And, and then I realized how important the Word of God is for, for every believer. You know, you'll hear people say, you know, God, God knows my heart. You ever heard that? God, I'm a good person. God knows my heart. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm a good, you know, I'm, I'm a good person. God knows my heart. You ever hear somebody say, you can't judge me. Only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. I want to go back in. I want to look at the context of this scripture. because uh, uh, Actually, in, in Matthew chapter 7, I, I want to look at this because we understand something. God, God truly does look at the heart. But one of the things that he tells believers to look at, you know what, and this is what's really cool. God tells us to look at the fruit in someone's life. Let's go back up. I want to show you something in Matthew chapter 7. Look at 15. So we understand that there's the importance of the word of God. You, you have to have the word of God in your life. And I want, I want you to understand that God begins to look at the heart of man. You know, it's the intentions of the heart. Are you know being a doer of the word? Are you practicing? Are you doing the word of God? Seven verse fifteen, and this is Jesus again talking. It's read, so it says, "Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but in in worldly they are ravious wolves. Ravious, ravious wolves. I'm sorry. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes through thorn bushes or figs from?" thistles even so every good tree bears good fruit but a bad tree bears bad fruit a good tree cannot bear bad fruit nor can a bad tree bear good fruit every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire therefore by their fruits you will know them so God judges the heart of men but, you know, one of the things even here, you know, it's, it's talking about false prophets, people that, that you know, it, it, it's talking about that. But understand something, fruit doesn't lie. You know, so I, I, I think one time I heard somebody preach a sermon that, you know, that we're all fruit inspectors, that, you know, that we should inspect people's fruit. Fruit doesn't lie. You know, see, God, God understand it. I, I don't know anybody's heart. You, you know, you can come up to me and say, man, I love you. You're, you're, the, you're the best thing since, what's something, since, what is it, Ray? You're the best thing since sliced bread. And, you know, somebody can say that, but in their heart, they may not mean that. And you, you could say, well, thank you very much. You can, you can wear that. You can, you, can, you can accept that. You may think, well, yeah, I'm, I'm all that, right? I'm all that No box of Cheerios or something, I don't know, but, but you know, you, you can have that. But one of the things I want you to understand is that fruit, does, fruit doesn't lie. You'll know them by their fruit. You'll know, you'll know people by the things they say, 
by the things they speak, by, by, by their actions. You'll know, you'll know them by the, th- you know, it, it, actions never lie. It's like being a doer of the word. That, that doesn't lie. That doesn't lie. Let's look at verse 21. I, you know, I think about sermons sometimes, and, I, and as I read Matthew chapter 7, if you're just reading this as like a sermon, like Jesus preaching, because, you know, there wasn't paragraphs and periods, and he was, he was, he was, he was preaching this as a sermon. And, and, if you, and even if you read this as a sermon, you can think sometimes like you want to develop like an hour's worth of material for a good sermon. And here in Jesus chapter 7 is like saying a lot. You know, he's talking about the, the word of God, how important it is. And he's talking about how important it is to bear fruit. And, you know, this is what Jesus said in, in chapter 21. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father will be in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we, we, we have, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name? Have we not done many wonder signs in your names? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So, I, I mean, you know, here is Jesus saying, look, you, you know, you, God knows the heart. We, we, we should know the fruit, Right? You know, and, and like I said, you, I made that comment. You know, you ever hear somebody say, you know, you, you, you shouldn't judge me. You shouldn't, you shouldn't this or you shouldn't that. And um, I, quick testimony, and I'm going to tell one on myself, because I remember a time that I, had a, I got corrected by a pastor friend because I had a, I had a judgment in my heart against, uh, against another person. And, you know, I, I'd made a comment that I shouldn't have made. And it was like, you know, it, it, was, it was kind of a simple thing. But, you know, I was complaining about a decision somebody made. I felt like they jumped the gun too soon on something. And this was several years back. And I said, you know, it was wrong. That guy shouldn't have done that. And, you know, and that was really about all I said. I wasn't, like, talking about his character or anything because I didn't know him. I wasn't, like, bad-mouthing him or anything like that. But the pa- my pastor friend said, you know, you need to be careful not to take that any further. Not to, and I was like, and, you know, e- even as he said that, it, 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 I mean, you know, I said, man, I'm, I'm so, I need to repent. Forgive me. And he was like, you know, he said, yeah, I, I just felt like, you know, you were getting ready to say more, and I didn't want to hear more. You know what my pastor friend did? He shut it down. Rather than allowing me to complain, allowing me to, to you know, if, see, it's fruit. See, fruit doesn't lie. It's like, you know, when somebody comes to me to, to want, you know, when you're pastors, it's not like people come to you to complain a lot of times. Sometimes they will. Sometimes they'll, they'll have things to complain about. But, you know, a, a lot of times it's, it's like you can, you, can, you can bring that stuff down real quick. You can bring all, all those things down. Fruit doesn't lie. I keep saying that, but I, maybe it's a, a piece that I want us to, to, to get tonight to understand. Amen. So what a powerful sermon. I, you take Matthew chapter 7, what a powerful sermon. Now, I, I want to get into a few other things tonight because we know, we know that God knows the heart. He looks at the heart. You know, one of the things I, I was talking with Miranda tonight about earlier was, you know, I could remember a time and a place even in my life where, you, you know, I, I, made, I, I made heart decisions. I never thought about the consequences. 
I never thought, you know, because they were, they were heart decisions to, to go above and beyond. I was a child advocate, and I loved my work. And I, I cared so much about, you know, helping people that I, that I would go above and beyond. I mean, you know, it was like, you know, I never had a lot of money because I was always feeding somebody. I was always going through the drive through to get food for somebody. I was always, always doing all this stuff to, 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 to be a help to, you know, to, to whatever family, buying groceries for families, things like that. I was, you know, doing things like that. But I, I never, you know, I never, you know, I'll never go back and take away that time in my life that God wasn't beginning to show me things, heart things. You know, heart things that, that, that you know, I just did them because it was the right thing to do. And, you know, can I tell you that as a believer, you can do things just because you know it's the right thing to do. Amen? That you, you can pursue the things of God. You can pursue what God asks you to do just because it's the right thing to do. And, you know, even on the back end, it's not, it's not that, you, that you're sitting around, well, you know, you know, the heart thing. You know what the, this is the heart thing? It's like when Pastor Moran was talking about the other day about the scriptures about things getting burned up in the fire. Did it, did, is, is this stuff going to make it through? It's like, you know, if you go do something for somebody, well, you know, I'm expecting to get blessed now, too. I, you know, we went and painted someone's house. A team of people is going to show up and paint my house now. That's, that's, that's not, I'm going to tell you, to have that kind of an attitude, that, that's not the right heart attitude. Amen. The right attitude is you do it. You love God and, and you keep moving on. And when you get blessed, you get blessed. There are there are levels of, of expectancy. Yes. And, yes. And amen. And I believe that. But always do things from the heart. Always, always do things from the heart. God, God looks at the heart. We look at fruit. Amen. Now, I want to get into this because as I talk about fruit, I want to talk about two things and I want to close up tonight with this. Two ways, um, a few areas. You know, as we talked about the proofs of faith, there are proofs of fruit. There are things in fruit that you can do that, 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 uh, that help you in your Christian walk. And, you know, one of the things that I wrote down, even Matthew 28, 19, you know, one of the ways that a Christian believer displays good fruit is, is Matthew 28, 19. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. One of the ways that we demonstrate the fruit of God is we go out and we tell people about Jesus Christ. And we, you know, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So we tell people about who this Jesus is. It's one of the ways, it's one of the ways that, that it's, it's that fruit of God, right? It's, it's one of the ways that we display who God is in our life. And I want to move, move into another area real quick. Using their gifts. One of the things that, that God wants to do is he wants to use your gifts. He wants to, to use the fruit that's in your life to have an impact with people, other people in their lives. And let, let's go to Romans chapter 12. I want to show you this in a word. Romans chapter 12. We'll pick up at verse 3 there. You know, I think one of the things about if, if I were to, like, look at a piece of Scripture 
and I was looking at my own life, this would be one of the, Romans chapter 12, verse 3, and all, the, all this section through here, would be one of the, one of the areas that I would actually look at and, and say, does my, does my life replicate this? Is, am I, is this something, is this a certain way that I'm living? I mean, there, there are definitely other fruits in your life, uh, other things that you can be doing, but I, I, I love what it says in, in, in Romans chapter 12 here. In verse 3, it says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. We've been spending a lot of time on faith, so God has dealt to each one of us a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having the gifts differed according to the grace that is given to us. Let us of them, if we prophesy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Our ministry, let it, let it, I'm sorry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he exhorts in exhortion. He who gives with liberally, who, who, who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving preference to one another, rejoicing in hope, patience in tribula tribulation, continually steadfast in prayer, disturbing, dis distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospi hospitality. Amen. Rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not send your mind on high, set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no evil for evil, having regard for what for good things in the sight of all men. Amen, amen. So I mean, and I think about fruit. Does my does my life does my life line up with with the aspects of of producing this way? You know, the gifts that God's given me, do, do, I, do I operate with, with, with these things in mind? That, you know, one of the things about the gifts is, you know, sometimes people will make the mistake and think, well, I have a gift, I have a gift, I have the, I have the gift of prophecy, I have, the gift of, I have the gift of this. See, the gifts are given to, 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 to people to benefit the body of Christ. See, it, it can be a heart issue if we're looking at if we're looking at the oh I have the gift of healing or I have the gift of this you know the heart, I I have the gift to sing I am anointed to sing but it, but if there's a heart issue behind you know see God looks at the heart you know you may be the best you may be the best worship leader in uh, Mississippi I use that state you might be the best in Hawaii but if if there's a heart condition God. You, you know, you may do it for a period of time, but 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 you're not going to be promoted or, or put in a place or elevated to where God says, that's what I can use. Amen. I mean, I've been in some of the, you know, some services where the music was not great, but the anointing was so thick, you know, and, and, and there it was because the heart of worship was behind it. Amen. So understand, it's like God, God looks at the heart. He looks at the things of the heart. How important is the heart? And, you know, and, and see, that's the thing about the fruit. Even, even beyond the heart things that God looks at, you, you can see the fruit in someone's life. You know, it, you know, 
Understand, like the gifts of the Spirit, the things that God gives us. He naturally, you know, there are natural things that people will flow in. Amen. And it's good. It's good that God, God does that with people. But understand, it's, it's not for us to sit back and, well, I'm this and I'm all that and I'm this and I'm all that. You know, one of the things I love about Matthew 7, because, you know, and, you know even, even to get into James, you know, don't, don't boast upon your, 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 your own abilities. Be thankful for what God has given you. Amen. We boast unto the Lord. We boast and give thanks unto the Lord for the many things that he's done in our life. So fruit, one of the things about fruit, the second thing that I was talking about there was that, you know, it, it benefits others. The fruit in your life benefits others. Now, I want to close out tonight because I, I know, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, just even transitioning from the word of God, God knowing the heart. God, God judges the heart. In the, you know, in the, in the fruit in our life. You know, I think one of the things that the takeaway for me today was, you, you know, one of the things I wrote down is what kind of fruit am I producing? What kind of fruit is, 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 is coming out in my life? Is, um, you know, am, am I being kind? Am I being courteous? Am I giving? You know, these were things that I began to ask. You know, it, it's easy to go through, the, go through the things that you do that are easy for you, right? Like, you know, sometimes it's like it's, you know, I had this conversation with a friend one time. You know, sometimes it's easier, easier to give than to go do something. You know, to, to put yourself out there to actually commit yourself to a project. I'll just give money. Let me just give money. You know, and, so, you know, sometimes it's easier to do that. You know, and there, there are times in my life probably where I've, where I've done that, you know. Um, Boy Scouts come around or whatever, you know, buy Girl Scouts, you know. Just take a donation, you know. Just here, be blessed, you know. But you know, we all we all can get to that place where we where we should examine, even in our own life. I, I say this as an encouragement tonight. You know, is is my life is is my life? You know, are the things that I do is is it producing fruit? Am I seeing lasting fruit? Or is it dead, should be cut up, and thrown into the fire? There are some things that I've had to throw in the fire over the years. Some ideas that sometimes, you know, that I just have to throw into the fire. Because they're not God ideas. They're, they're not driven by God. They're driven by flesh. They're driven by, by ideas. My own ideas. So sometimes you have to throw those things in the fire. If you guys have your Bibles, just, just turn to John 15. I want to close out tonight with this. You know, one of the greatest things about human beings that no other living thing has the ability to be able to do is change. Um, 
it's really remarkable that God created, you know, that, that we ourselves can change. You know, that God's given us a mind that, that you know, that somebody can, you know, uh, make a decision to make a change today. You know, it, it's, it's really remarkable, you know, what God, what God has done with us, what God created. But, you know, we have the ability to change. We can change anything in our life. Amen? We, we, can, we can make decisions today that can dictate our life. You know, I could go up and, and, and rob the store. That could have an outcome that could completely change my life. But you know that, that that's the thing about God. It's like that's my choice. Right? That's it. You know, I can, I, I can, I can give somebody... Uh, a million dollars next week I don't have a million dollars but but you understand that that that's something that that I can choose to do you know that's why I always say you know like money's money's kind of like an amoral thing you know it's not you know you can use money to do good things you can use money to do bad things it's all a matter of of, of choice it's all a matter of, of of what you choose to do with it but this is what Jesus said. And, you know, one of the things just, you know, what kind of fruit do you have coming out of your life? And, I, and if I were to say anything tonight, just coming out of tonight's service, you know, examine your life. Look, look at the fruit. If, if, you know, am, am I seeing fruit come from this? You know, and if you're not seeing maybe some fruit come from that, maybe, maybe it's just something that needs pruned. Maybe it's maybe you need to prune some things back. Maybe you need to maybe you need to cut some time away from this. You know, maybe you know, it, you know, maybe you need to refocus energy over here to to see this come more to life. It's like, you know, what you give time and what you give energy to, that that will be the thing that you'll 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 focus in. That'll be the thing that you get accomplished in. You know, it's like, it's like exercise. You know, it's like when you're on it, you're on it. You know, it's like four days a week, you know, an hour a day. But then you, you, you miss a week. And it's like, oh, brother, you know. And then you're trying to, you're fighting. You're fighting that thing to get back into it. But, you know, what you feed, what, what you give life to is what you'll see produced in your life. And that's one of the things about fruit. This is what Jesus said, John 15. Says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. And this is what, you know, a life with Jesus. Think about this. He takes away every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, that there may be more fruit. So think about it. I mean, if you have a you have a thing where you're where you know where you're generous and you're kind to think about Jesus himself just that he could come along and prune that so so you know that you could be kinder that you could be more generous in a certain way. See that that that's a life in Christ that he prunes the things in our life. And and, and what I love about it it's so that we will bear much fruit. It's that we'll bear more fruit. You know, it, it's like it's like what I was saying earlier. It's like we, we are fruit inspectors. You ever just get around somebody, you'd be like, man, that, that brother's got it going on. That sister's got it going on. You know, they, they got their act together. They know how to make things happen. You just see fruit, fruit hanging everywhere. They're just, they're fruitful. And it's like, man, that's, that's you know, that's, that's what I want to be. That's who I want to, that's who I want to resemble. 
Jesus goes on to say, it says, You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. And this is the key. Abide in me and I in you. As the branches cannot bear fruit of itself unless it, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he has cast out as a branch and is withered. And that they gather them, and they throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me in my word, get this, my word. If you abide in me in my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Abiding in the word. You know, I kind of started with the word, the importance of the word of God. But bearing fruit in your life, having fruit, fruit producing in your life is so, so key to having the word of God in, in your heart, in your mind. It, it, it's critical. It's critical for your life. You know, the, the word of God is a life source for, for a believer. The word of God is a life source. Amen. Abide. Abide in the word. Don't you like it when Jesus says, I tell you the truth? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. God is good. So you have the word of God, you know, closing out tonight. You have the word of God. It, 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 you know, hear, hear this. It, it, it's something that you have. It's given to you. You know, I even, I even know blind people. That, that listen to the word of God. They'll, they'll sit and listen to the word of God on audio. Getting the word of God in them. Getting the word of God in them. So it's important that you have the word of God. It's where, you, it's where you're going to draw your strength from. I want to encourage you. Dedicate that time. Spend time with God by reading the word. It's great to listen to podcasts. It's great to, to have that time where you can get yourself you know, into a, a, a book but the, the, they're, you know, getting the word of God into your spirit, building up your spirit, man. You're going to be strengthened by the things of the word. Amen. And, you know, people will look at the fruit in your life. You know, there will be things, you know, there were things in my life I wasn't producing fruit in. That, that, that you know, I got passed up over on. I got, because I didn't, I, my life didn't resemble, I didn't have the fruit. That, you know, I, you know, I wasn't ready for certain things in my life because my life, I didn't, I didn't possess that kind of fruit. You know, there are th certain things I wanted to be, I wanted to do, but there was no fruit. So, those, so, so you know, I, I, I got passed over on a few things. But, you know, now I can go back and look and say, hey, you know, that's what I've got to work on. You know, sometimes, you know, I want to say this because sometimes fruit has a lot to do with your character. Fruit has a lot to do with your character. You know, good character is, is doing the right. You know, Dr. Mike, good friend of mine from Dublin, Ohio, says uh, good character is doing the right thing even when no one's watching. Good character when no one's watching. Doing, doing the right thing even when no one's watching. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's how we begin to develop fruit. That's how we begin to build these things in our life. You know, 
Do what the word of God says. I'm not telling everybody to go out and you, you just start judging. You know, don't go out and start judging people. That's not what I'm talking about tonight. Look at the fruit of someone's life. You know, the one thing above else, you know, one of the things God showed me is like, you know, if I lack something like patience, you know, I actually pray for that in a certain area. There's certain things that I'm believing the Lord for right now, this very, you know, this very minute. And I, I, I'm being patient. I'm being patient. You know, that's a fruit of the Spirit, patience. I'm being patient and waiting on God. Because I know, I tell you, I know, we've, uh, I, I've, I've done a few things in my life where I've tried to get ahead of God. And so it's like I'm waiting, I'm being patient. But understand this, I don't quit believing. I don't quit confessing. I don't quit saying, this is going to come to pass. You know, I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not that kind of person that's going to put it off. And Well, you know, if the Lord wants to bless me. No, I know what I'm believing for. I know the things that I want to see happen. Amen. And my fruit's got to line up with those things. My fruit has to line up with those things. Amen.